Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Roughly 18% of St. Louis metro area residents are black. But when Dan Paris and his colleagues surveyed local media production companies, they found that was true of just 2% of their workforce. They asked why, and they were told that the companies wanted diversity. They said they just struggled to find qualified applicants. Paris sought to take on that problem. In December of 2014, he founded Continuity. For nearly five years, the nonprofit organization has sought to train St. Louisans of color for jobs in media production. It's helped numerous graduates find jobs in the industry. And on November 2nd, it will host a conference bringing filmmakers to St. Louis to meet its trainees and other local people interested in media production. Joining me in studio to talk about these efforts and this conference, which is open to the public, is Dan Paris. He's the executive director and co-founder of Continuity. Dan, welcome to the program. Thanks for having us. Now, Dan, you started by working with students in the St. Louis public schools. When did you make the pivot to adults? Well, uh, yeah, we had a program in 2011 and 2012. We actually were on here. Two of the students from that high school program came and did an interview on St. Louis on the Air. But then uh, the nonprofit we were working for, uh, basically dissolved. And so we just hit a pivot, uh, you know, decided to pivot and say, let's start our own nonprofit. And as we met with community members, it went from, you know, there's a lot of programs for young people, but are there things out there for adults who want to break out of the, into this industry? And so the average age of continuity students are actually 31. Oh, wow. And are these people who are wanting to change careers or there's someone who wants to pick up an extra skill that might go with the job they already have? There are some folks, I mean, we've had people who've had uh, master's degrees that just weren't able to find a job or really turn that into a, a, a revenue stream. We've had folks who did it back before, you know, the digital revolution and it was all on tape. And now they're like, how do I get into editing and how do I do that? And so we've had, you know, early 20s all the way up into the 60s, folks coming to our program. To, people in their 60s are learning Yeah, we, I think we have one student currently who's in her 60s who just wanted to take her, her skills to the next level. That's awesome. Now, this is the third year of your signature program being the Mainstay program. Tell us what that is. So we have a 36-week training program for adults who are underrepresented in the industry that want to break in. And so one night a week, they learn from industry professionals. We meet at the Cortex at CIC, and they go through this 36-week program. We have guest speakers. We, have, uh, we break it into three phases, uh, film basics, intermediate film, and film business. And so the goal is that when folks leave our program, they will be able to get a job, uh, be able to start their own business, or at least find new opportunities in the industry. And has that happened for graduates? A hundred percent of our graduates have gotten new opportunities. And we use that term opportunities because in our industry, it can vary. Did you get a new client? Did you get a new job? Did you get a new internship? Uh, but every single one of our graduates have gotten new opportunities because they've been involved in the program. And two thirds of them have gotten into the St. Louis Filmmakers Showcase. They're films they made in the program. They usually make about five films throughout the project. And uh, two thirds of the students get their films in the festival. Wow. So these are people who are learning both the technical aspects that will help them get a job. Some of them are learning something that they're expanding in really creative ways too. And yeah, most people, they have films they want to make. They have documentaries they want to make. Erica is one of those who has some, some film ideas. And the goal is that this is like a starting point to let you know, yes, you can make these films you want to make. It's going to be a lot of work. And St. Louis isn't the easiest place to do it, but there are a lot of opportunities in St. Louis. And that's actually a great introduction to Erica Renee Walker. She's a 2018-2019 Continuity Media Training Program graduate. Erica, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So how did you first learn about Continuity? Well, I originally learned about Continuity from um, going to their premiere. A friend of mine, she's a former Continuity participant herself, Sharice Lero, and... 
I was just going there. I didn't think, I didn't know it was as big as it was until being in the program. I got there and I said, wow, I got to be a part of this. And I've already, Dan said, I already had aspirations of have movies myself. So this gave me a bigger incentive to take that to next level. So I've applied and the rest is history. So you're now a graduate of the program. That's 36 weeks of... Yes, it's a long time. Yeah, yes. I mean, that's a lot of work you Big put commitment. into this. I know that you'd previously done an internship at a TV station. How was this different than that? It's it's kind of one in the same. It's all media, but it's a different branch of it, if you will. So mm-hmm. it's like it's TV, STO TV was where I interned at. And I interned there, and I learned how to edit in videos. So transitioning to continuity gave me a a head start kind of in a certain aspect as far as editing goes. So even in continuity, I learned so many different things that I didn't even know was involved in the filmmaking process. So it's been very enlightening to to see that. Give us an example. Like, what are some of the things that you just didn't even realize this would be something that that you needed to know? Well, as far as the pre-production, I knew you had to plan, but it's like so many details that people don't think about. Like with the lighting, with the casting people and the timing and the um, the set, the location, that everything matters. Because certain times of day you have different lighting and it's just outside is a big deal to shoot out. So and shoot at outside or whatever, it's a big deal. So it was just a lot of different different aspects of it that was like, I had no idea. Yeah. I thought I knew, but I had no idea. And so how have you been able to use the training that you got in this program? Well, I've, um, I've, like, I have I've a lot of ideas. I mean, a lot of thousands. And it just caused me to channel a little bit more to come with a plan, write a treatment, uh, write a treatment um, just know how to, how about to go, or go about it to the stepping stones to get into like, my own film. Because starting documentaries, because even with documentaries, you have to, interview people, get the right questions, get the right answers, and how to get different emotions and the different feels of it and things like that. So, mm-hmm. And one of your goals is to tell process. your personal story, right? It absolutely is. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. I'm planning on next year. And, and um, tell us a little bit, what will that story be as, as you turn it into a film? Well, um, in 2000, 2008, I was shot in my head by Stray Bullets. Um, it's been a long transition. My journey is still continuing on even now. Um, but it was just an oh, just a, just a journey, just an overall journey, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to highlight that in the show, the stepping stones of that, as well as my therapy, as well as what I've done after. I've done so many things, like I can't even, and I just did a brain injury conference, and I had, a, I did a PowerPoint presentation about that, and I looking at myself, I was like, wow, I've done a lot of stuff, but I don't look at it like that. I just look at it, this is what I have to do, and this is what I'm just the stepping stones I've done, and it's just been like a, it's been an overall blessing and. A great thing, and I'm just so excited about creating the documentary and getting it put it together. Dan Paris, do you find that um, people come into your program and already have a story they want to tell, and, and you're helping give them the tools, or does it go vi- in the opposite way? Yeah, so I just taught uh, our last class. So I come in and I guess teach, and I usually talk about the film business side of things. And so we had everyone just, they didn't know this, we were going to pitch a film. So everyone had to stand up and pitch a film. And some of the ideas I heard were incredible. Um, and folks that really want to make these films. And we even have a uh, student who's currently in our program who's going to be in the pitch competition at the conference. And so that's going to be really cool to see uh, her taking what she's learned in the program and actually apply it to the conference. And my hope also is that uh, Erica wrote a book and she's a speaker, so she didn't mention that. And I'm imagining video, you know, just as you become a personality, 
uh, kind of like Letitia is, you know, you need to be able to write, you need to be able to speak, and you need to be able to make content. And so having all those skills and the skills she learned from continuity, I think Eric will be able to take into that speaker writer field. And Dan just keeps giving me the perfect transition. This is the, the greatest opportunity to introduce our third guest, who's Letitia Wexton. Uh, sorry, Letitia Wexton. Um, she is not a continuity graduate, but she is somebody who's going to be speaking at its conference because she is a YouTube star. So Letitia, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. So tell us, you're going to be speaking at the conference on November 2nd. What's the topic of, of um, what you'll be talking about? Um, we're talking about you, the YouTube space and how to make money and how to grow your channel and make monetize it, basically. So tell us a little bit about how you've been able to do that. What is your YouTube channel? My YouTube channel is called Tisha Unarmed. Um, because this is radio, I'm going to point out that I don't have arms. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was born uh, with a disability. I was born without arms, and I spent the majority of my life trying to educate people and show them that I am capable of doing just about anything that I put my mind to. And the idea of my channel just basically came about when I wanted to more or less educate more people quickly. Um, so when I go to the grocery store and someone says, well, how do you drive? How do you, how do you paint? How do you do this? How do you do that? I can say, go to my YouTube channel, just watch a video of it. And I'll and show you, I'll show you how I do it. And by doing it that way, I started basically changing the perspective on what it means to have a disability. And instead of people feeling sorry for me, they're more, I guess, inspired by what I can do. And educating themselves on what is possible. Now, this is great information on your YouTube channel. Like, you can learn so much about, wow, I can't believe somebody can do this with their feet. I mean, it's it's quite the thing to watch. But I understand that even beyond providing information and entertainment, this is actually providing revenue. Is this something where it's, it's able to be a full-time job at this point? It is possible to go full-time with YouTube. There are some... Um, aspects of, of YouTube that you need to consider when when you're filmmaking. Um, one of one of the things that I found out is that um, the people who do go full time making YouTube videos are not making the majority of their money off of their YouTube videos. Hmm. So where, how are they? Are they using that to become an influencer? Or? So some of um, so I think it's uh, the chart that I read was 16 percent of their uh, income comes from YouTube ads, mm -hmm. um, and then 65% of it is Patreons and like subscription services. So once you create enough content for people to be interested in your channel, then you can expand and say, well, if you want more information or if you want more content, go to Patreon or my Skillshare and and subscribe to those channels and. That's um, where a lot of people are, are going towards. And, and Patreon, sorry, what is that? Oh, how do I explain Patreon? <laughs> Not to put you on the spot here. <laughs> is this like almost a GoFundMe, except it's more business-oriented than charity-oriented? Yes, um, that is correct. So uh, Patreon is more of uh, a trade. So I am providing you more content for... Um, a, a fee of one dollar, two dollars, um, maybe it's fifty dollars a month, mm -hmm. and so it's a subscription that you're getting, and then I send you 
uh, more content. GoFundMe is more of a one-time mm-hmm. thing where someone will donate money to you for one time. And So know. it's almost like I'm subscribing to, say, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, but rather than getting access to their website, you're sending me some premium content. Yes. Okay. And so is this something that, that you're actively doing at this point? I am not currently actively doing it, but it um, – and one of the reasons is that this summer I had hip surgery, so mm. um, my hip replacement put me out for six – 12 weeks and and I went to school um, and I got my bachelor's degree in fine arts so that kind of you've been busy I've, I've been kind of busy but now that I'm out of school and I'm healed from my surgery and I've got my new business um, coming up that I'm working on I'm motivated more than ever to start um, revamping my brand and my YouTube channel and actually making more money off of it than I have. So Dan, Letitia has an amazing story of how she's she's sort of conquered this medium here that a lot of us, we might turn to watch a video on YouTube. We're never thinking of the possibilities of, of making money off of it. What led you to choose her for this year's inaugural In Motion filmmaking conference? Well, to, to be perfectly honest, we had a bunch of guys on the panel and we needed a female. And, uh, you know, we put the call out there and we said, who in St. Louis is a female making this impact? And someone recommended Letitia. And so then we checked out our stuff like, this is great. Um, so that's how it happened. Yeah. What are some of the other highlights on this year's conference schedule? Oh, there's so many highlights. I'd say some of the biggest ones are we have a pitch competition at the end of the day. And on the panel, we have representatives from the Sundance Film Festival, the Tribeca Film Festival, Seed and Spark, which is the largest crowdfunding platform. We have the executive producer of uh, Housewives of Atlanta. We have um, one of the head producers at Channel 9. All those are on the panel, and we're going to have five panelists pitch to them. And the winner wins... uh, a free mentor year of mentorship at Channel 9 and a free year of office space, $500 in free gear, a f- free VIP access past the St. Louis International Film Festival, free screening at B&B Theaters, uh, free all-year access to the Hurlbut Academy. So it's a bunch of benefits for whoever wins that. The submissions are d- down for that, but the other cool thing and potentially the coolest thing is that the Kranzberg Art Center or the Arts Foundation has created a residency, the first ever filmmaker residency in partnership with us. And so anyone who registers for the conference, they can apply for this residency and they will get access for one year to all their space to shoot any of their scenes for their films. They get one year of office space and then they can premiere their films at say the Grand Al Theater, you know, 400 plus people. And so it's gonna be the first residency of this kind and hopefully it'll be the, the start of a, a big thing in the future. So anybody who submits to the conference and registers can apply for that on our website. So Erica Walker, as an aspiring filmmaker, what part of this conference are you most excited about? All of it. Um, <laughs> are, are you going to be in this pitch competition, or did you decide to wait a year for that? Um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be a part of the pitch competition this year, but I am. I don't feel completely ready just yet. Sure. But I am looking forward to... I love meeting new people. I am a social butterfly, uh, networking. Of course, I wanted to meet Letitia, and I didn't even know she was going to be here. Oh, wow. Until, like, maybe a couple of days ago. I'm like, oh, yes, it's me to four, so. <laughs> and that's very exciting. I, want, I also want to meet Marcus Burns, and I also want to meet Mark Valenti. Is that you pronounce his name? Yeah, he was one of the writers on the Rugrats. Oh, wow. Yes. So I know he's a Lifetime, um, is it Lifetime? Did Lifetime movies. He's yes. done a lot of stuff. So I just, I wanted to meet those three people, and I saw more people than that, but... I just want to network with people and just see what I can learn. I'm a learner. Um, I love learning new things and see how, um, um, how I can 
incorporate that in my own life and my own journey and things like that. So I'm picking up little bitty bits and pieces as I go along the way. So That's and Erica. Our, I was going to say also we have a happy hour, which would be a great networking event. So there are people are welcome to just come to the happy hour networking event. So we're going to offer tickets for that soon. And then also the lunch is going to be focused on networking. So it's not just going to be all listening to people, but also time to connect with other filmmakers. Okay. That's Dan Paris. He's with Continuity, which is hosting a big conference on November 2nd um, for people who are interested in the film industry here in St. Louis. We're also talking to aspiring filmmaker Erica Renee Walker, who's a graduate of Continuity, as well as Letitia Wexton, who's a YouTube star who's going to be speaking at this year's conference. Dan, it's hearing about all these people that you've gotten to come to St. Louis for this. Um, these are some fairly big names in Hollywood and people who are tied into some pretty good organizations. How did you possibly persuade them to spend a Saturday in St. Louis for this? Well, actually, a lot of these organizations like Sundance and Tribeca, uh, Sundance particularly, we'd had conversations about continuity. What continuity is doing is very rare across the country. That there so aren't other versions of this in, in similar cities. There's some, but mm-hmm. nothing quite like what we're doing. And I think they saw how special that was. And I think most people are coming to support continuity because all the funds from the conference go back to support our 36-week training program and to help grow this organization to do more. And so I think that was an easy sell there. And, you know... Uh, we as a team have no problem with asking for bold requests and uh, I think if you don't do that in this industry you'll never get anywhere so you gotta you gotta go for it you gotta make those calls make those emails what's the worst thing they can do they can turn you down right exactly you you have to learn how to every no is just a one closer to your yes right I, I actually have a question how many years have you been doing this conference this is the first year we've done this conference okay good because I've never heard of it before yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't missed anything this is this is an I'm like, I'm missing out on 10 years worth the information. Um, as a YouTuber in St. Louis, I always felt alone. Like there, I didn't know that there were any other filmmakers or YouTubers in my area. And unless I like moved out to California, there was no way that I was going to like get into that YouTube space and like make YouTube friends. Mm-hmm. But I feel as if going to this conference is going to be a real uh, eye-opening experience and yeah. opportunity. Your other panelists have over a billion views on YouTube. Wow. A billion? Yeah. I, wow. mean, combi- I mean, one of them, their organization has over a billion views on YouTube. So uh, some folks doing a lot of cool stuff. And everybody's kind of in a different space. One one person's selling products. Letitia is telling her own story. Other folks are doing stuff for commercial clients. And then other folks are selling, like, weird, goofy gadgets through the VAT19 YouTube page. They sell, like, giant shoes and, like, long gummy worms that are, like, six feet long. And they make ridiculous YouTube videos out of them. And they go viral. It's interesting. You know, as Letitia referred to, people can do – they can make these YouTube videos anywhere. And so you have people kind of working in isolation. But at the same time, there's this whole industry in Hollywood that is just devoted to people trying to find the next big thing and and to make these connections. Is it possible to get the kind of um, support you need to have a successful filmmaking career in St. Louis? Or is this something where people can get their start here and then they're going to have to go move to a bigger market? I'll chime in on this. I don't know if they have opinions, but I think it's yes and no. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can do it because technology has become so inexpensive. Like I've shot a feature documentary.
documentary on a very low budget with a very small crew and it broadcasts nationally on Fuse. But then at the same time, a lot of big films aren't coming to St. Louis like the Up in the Airs, like the Gone Girls, because we no longer have tax credits. Films like or shows like Ozarks are not shooting here. They shoot a couple scenes in Lake of the Ozarks and then the rest of the time they're shooting in Georgia because of tax credits. And so we're missing out on the opportunity to grow our industry. But I think people are such hustlers in St. Louis, you know, the STL hustle that we make it happen, you know, however we need to. Erica, for you. I definitely think it's possible. It's just when you have you can make a movie here, definitely. So but you may have to distribute to other um, big cities like California, like in New York, to get it seen by a um, broader range of people, more people, so they can have more exposure for it. So I definitely think it's possible to make a movie here in St. Louis and then distribute and get help from other cities that are bigger than St. Louis is. What are your goals for your filmmaking career? Would you like to be a filmmaker based in St. Louis, or are you hoping to, to sort of launch yourself to a different, bigger I'll, place? I would like to be based in St. Louis, but... I would have probably other homes in different states. <laughs> that's still possible. I mean, I mean, that's what Steven Spielberg does, right? Why not? So the possibilities are endless. So, Letitia, what about you? Do you see yourself continuing to grow your career here? Or do you think at some point you'll want to head to, to L.A. to join that bigger YouTube community? Um, well, funny enough, I travel a lot. So I've been to California several times, either for uh, we went to VidCon, we went to Vid Summit. Um, I was filmed on Tosh.0, and, like, I, I travel back and forth, but I definitely, I am grounded here in St. Louis, and if there is a, either a production company or someone who wants to work with me, then they're gonna pack up and, and move to St. Louis with me. Yeah, they're gonna <laughs> if, make if, that possible. <laughs> they're gonna make it possible. Um, but since starting my, my business, um, which, if I may, um... I started uh, a unemployment uh, website for people with disabilities, and it really started with my YouTube channel and how I was able to change people's perspectives. And my goal is to continue it while I'm here. For those who are listening at home and might be interested in this website, where could they get more information? Um, the website is joinhireme.com. And it'll be a, or it is a, uh, online platform um, for people with disabilities to connect with businesses in the area who are hiring. That's great. Hey, didn't you have some success with that business? Didn't something happen? <laughs> Dan, that's a great question, Letitia. <laughs> what what happened with this business? Um, I started uh, last year in the EQ Accelerator program at UMSL, and I won fifteen thousand uh, dollars with their business competition and then I took some of that money and we applied for the arch grants and so when they announce the winners on November 1st we'll find out if I'm one of them. That is super exciting so that there are definitely things happening in St. Louis. Dan Paris um, one last question for you what do you hope will happen next for continuity? I know this is this organization has is off to a great start but you're still pretty young do you see it sort of continuing down this path or branching into other directions? We would. I, I'll be honest. We need more private support. Uh, we're like entirely grant funded. A couple grant arts grant funders decide, hey, they're pivoting a different direction. I mean, this this organization might not be able to stick around. And so, this conference, one of the goals was to we we needed to raise money. And my job as executive director is to do that. And our hope is to find people who can come around us who can help us get that private support. I uh, even build 
people on the team who have more experience in fundraising that can help us grow this organization because right now we're not really in a sustainable place. We're doing some really cool stuff, but it's by very discounted and, and labor that, you know, you can only do that for so long and a lot of nonprofits struggle with that. So we are definitely in need of support uh, in a number of different ways. So people can learn more about continuity at uh, continuitystl.com. And is there also information about the conference on that same website? Yep. Uh, we have a, a website for the conference in motionconference.com. But if you just go to Continuity's website, there's a link that'll take you directly to the conference. Okay. Well, that's Dan Paris of Continuity. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. And Erica Renee Walker, thank you for joining us thank today. Good luck with your filmmaking. Thank you. And Letitia Wexton, thank you so much for joining us. And just to remind everybody listening, what's the name of that YouTube channel? Tisha Unarmed. Tisha Unarmed. Make sure you check that out. It's, it's really amazing. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.